Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shir number 244. We are about to begin um, the principle number three of the seven principles of making a marriage work by John Gottman. And the third principle is turning towards each other instead of away. When he observed in his lab, in his observations, John Gottman, in the 40 years of research, and went through uh, tapes and videos of couples interacting, and he was fascinated by those little nuances. Did they talk while they ate lunch? Uh, are they attuned to each other? And we see that couples that are engaged in a lot of interactions of connecting with one another in these little moments, in these seemingly insignificant mundane moments where they're really connected and they're turning towards each other, they build mutual trust that way. And they're not likely to lose their way when bumps in the road happen if they do so. And he says, interesting, John Gottman, that he rarely saw small moments of connection in the tapes of couples who later divorced or reported their marriage having permanently soured. And others, in those situations, the wife doesn't even look up from her magazine when her husband's talking. And if she does, her husband doesn't acknowledge what she's saying. And um, every time you let your spouse know that he or she is valuable during the grind of the day-to-day life, that is the key. He calls it, John Gottman, he uses the term bids. Bids means you bid for each other's attention or affection. It can be minor scratch my back, give me a back rub, or carrying a burden when an old parent is ill and you're helping your spouse with that. The tendency to turn towards your spouse is the basis of trust and emotional connection and a satisfying physical intimate life as well. He says something interesting that it may seem sounds very funny to people, But romance, or the spark between a husband and wife, could be when they're in the supermarket and one of them asks the other, are we out of butter? And you answer, I don't know. Let me go and get get some, just in some, you know, let me get some just in case. They're interacting with each other. Instead of just shrugging apathetically, you haven't just shrug. It grows, you know, this affection when you're, Spouse had a bad day, a hard day at work, and you take a few seconds out of your schedule, a few seconds even, just to give them him, him or her encouraging text or encouraging word. So you're making a choice, basically, to turn towards each other rather than away from each other. And the research confirmed that couples who remain happily married turn to their partner with these bids, with these connections, 86% of the time, while those who end up in divorce averaged only about 33% or lower. And most arguments he noticed in all his studies, when couples argue with each other, 
Very often he found that it's not about specific topics about money or sex or the children, but it results from what he calls the failed bids to connection. In other words, when in small events you didn't turn towards your partner. When they, tor- when they turn towards each other, and I don't know, I heard this term before. I don't know if he made it up or someone else made it, made it up, but he calls it an emotional bank account. You're building up savings every time you turn towards your spouse with love, with an affection, with attention. You're building goodwill. He calls that adding to the emotional bank account. And the first step in turning towards each other is to be aware how crucial those mini mundane, seemingly mundane moments are. Where the connections is not from big romantic outings or from these elaborate vacations, but from the day-to-day caring for one another and turning towards each other. And that creates a spark and a warmth that's better than any, you know, long vacation. Because it doesn't start with vacation or going away to the Bahamas or wherever. It starts from turning towards each other in small ways in their day-to-day lives. When they do that, then yes, then when they decide to go to vacation together or have a romantic outing together, It'll be wonderful, but it's only wonderful because you kept that spark lit by staying in touch with each other in little ways in the day-to-day grind of life. And it is so easy to accomplish. This is what he he says, which is so true. It is poshut. It is easy. These small gestures are not hard to do. And the good news about it is it's a snowball effect. Snowball effect, of course, means you have a a snowball on the top of a mountain, and as it goes downhill, it it builds and builds till it becomes a huge ball. Same thing over here. You don't have to turn to your partner in a very dramatic way and do something extraordinary all the time. Just get started with the small things, small words of empathy, helping in little ways, and things will ultimately improve by themselves. John Gottman brings this interesting um, scenario with his wife. He overheard his wife grumble softly about she when she unloaded the dryer. She was grumbling about it, like she, like, uh, whatever, like I have to do this. And John Gottman said, I could easily have pretended not to have noticed, not to listen to grumbling, to her grumbling under her breath. But he realized this grumbling was like a bid. It was a plea, a quiet plea to help. And he asked her, what the, what's the matter? What's wrong? And she said, I don't mind doing laundry, but I hate folding the laundry. And he happened to not mind folding laundry as he listened to music or do other things. So he piled the laundry on his bed, turned on the music, put it on his uh, whatever it is, and he was in seventh heaven. As he folded the laundry, he just listened to music. So that's a key also, he says, interesting. When you need to do chores, you can learn how to do chores in a more fun way. And um, so that is called turning towards a bid. 
and they connected with one another that way. They both listened to the music and so on and so forth. So to enjoy doing small activities together, enjoy spending free time with each other, learn to be happy to see each other, to genuinely express that you're happy to see one another, and enjoy talking things over with your husband or wife, try to make them good friends with you, best friends ultimately, to start enjoying talking to each other, enjoying having fun together, encouraging each other when each or either one of you have a bad day or both have a hard day, and to share the basic values you have together, the common interests you have together, dreams and goals that you both aspire to, and even when your interests differ from one another, you respect the different, respect those, you respect those differences, and you care of what your husband or wife's interests are, even though they may not be personally yours. And this turning to each other is the key to healing marriages and making marriages great. It's called putting a surplus into your emotional bank account. And when John Gottman talked about this idea of turning towards each other instead of away from one another, he said basically he realized there are two major causes that interferes with this that holds people back from connecting with one another and and from turning to one another. And these are the roadblocks. Number one is, is when you miss a bid because it's wrapped in anger or other negative emotions. In other words, very often, your spouse is pleading to you for something and you don't take that cue because they said it in a frustrated way. So, for example, he gives an example here. A husband says to her, the wife says to the husband, in exasperation, she's upset. And she tells her husband, it would never uh, occur to you to clear the table. And the husband doesn't hear what's behind what she's trying to say. She's trying to say, I need your help. Please help me clear the table. But instead, he hears the criticism. So, of course, he'll respond defensively. You know, what are you telling me to clear the, the table for? You ever, uh, you ever fill the gas tank when, 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 you know, for me? You don't do that either. But instead of saying that, or instead of being defensive, he would hop, he would realize, and say, you know something, you're right. And then actually clear the table. That scores a lot of points with his wife. His wife will realize that she was too defensive and and really was more overly harsh with him. And so again, so that's an important thing. For example, husband wants his wife to come to bed with him or come come into the room and she lashes out, you know. Uh, uh, He lashes out at her because... Uh, you know, I want you to come come with me into the bedroom and you're dealing with emails now. You know, you had all night to deal with it. Why are you dealing with it right now? So the wife could be upset at the way her husband said that to her. But if she notices not the tone of his voice, which was inappropriate, but the plea behind it, I want to be with you. 
and it hurts me when I'm not, and you know, then you go through that defensiveness and beyond it, and you go through the harsh words and beyond those harsh words, and you focus on what they're really asking you to do. Sometimes you have to calm down, take a deep breath, and realize. So in other words, what's interesting about this is, is that your wife or husband could express that they're very upset at you. And really, behind it is not that they're upset at you, and you don't take it personally, but realize it's because they feel they're missing the connection. They're upset at the lack of connection. And when you take that cue, and you don't yell at them for it, or you don't withdraw so then you could adapt and start learning. So that's one of the factors, that sometimes the bid, the request for attention from the spouse comes out in a negative, frustrated way. And the spouse that's on the receiving end of that frustration needs to weigh and realize it's not personal. She's just frustrated. He's just frustrated. And they're hurt. And I'm going to try to talk to them through it, even though, they didn't talk to me so nicely right now, but I know what's bothering them and I'm going to work it out. Another issue of why couples don't turn towards each other and instead they turn away from each other is being distracted by our technology. The wired world of cell phones, emails, postings, tweets, text messages, and it could lead to an addiction even this connection we have to the internet and to, um, you know, the media, social media. And it doesn't benefit intimate relationship. That culture these days of being so hyper-focused on technology hurts the chances for an intimate relationship to thrive. Because each partner, husband, will complain that the wife is too preoccupied with her phone, him with his phone, or whatever it is, and they get discouraged. They'll just lay down and get discouraged. And he brings down interesting that when you're dealing with infants, three months three month olds, they're focused on the present. They try to connect to their parent. Parent doesn't realize that the baby actually wants to connect with them. They say, oh, how cute, and then they turn the shift away instead of actually communicating with their child. And um, when uh, parents, only when they focus and pay, play patiently with a newborn, then you see the intuition of the child reciprocating back as a form of communication through smiling, through cooing, through eye contact, and so on and so forth. And here's the key to know. People often ignore each other's emotional needs out of mindlessness, not malice. means it's not on purpose. It's not lahachis. It's not on purpose. It's the magefa in a way of our generation, being distracted by the wired world. But the people who fell in, they don't mean harm. They fell into a weakness, but they don't mean harm. Bet Hashem, in the next year, we're going to discuss practical exercises that can be used and can be developed in order to turn towards each other rather than away from each other. Away from each other is a defense mechanism. Shuts us down so we don't get hurt again, we don't feel vulnerable again. 
But if we learn to do this, and we learn to towards each other with humility, with love, that's a, and it's not so hard to do. You take one step at a time, little by little. It could heal your marriage, could have your marriage thrive, and it could become very beautiful. Have a wonderful day.